This holiday season, it's all about the bedroom. And Casper's Black Friday sale has up to 30% off everything you need to make your bedroom your happy place. Only Casper mattresses are made with 86 supportive gel pods to align your spine and eliminate aches and pains. And Casper bed frames are made from the highest quality materials. Give the gift of a better bedroom. Save up to 30% during Casper's Black Friday sale on now at Casper.com. Terms and conditions apply. See Casper.com slash terms for more details. That song's coming out nicer than I thought it would. So, yeah, I'm holding, I'm holding the iPhone up to the microphone, people. I'm on the road. What's going on, everyone? Um, I'm for my non-sequential podcast that I put out on a non-regular basis, which is probably why no one's really catching on to them. But we're gonna see what we can do. I'm here with my friend Anthony again, not the regular Anthony you used to. Uh, you've heard him before on a podcast, barely, but here, you're going to hear him a little bit better on today. Yeah, um, I'm on the right side of the mic this yes, time, we're gonna... so you might actually hear my voice for a change. <laughs> if I know how to upload this properly. But, well, um, I have no hope in that. So. <laughs> not neither do a lot of people. So uh, we're back. Last time we, we were together, we spoke about, we were actually, what, it was like in September, went to that Renaissance Festival, and uh, but we also touched on a little bit video games, and that's... One of the topics, you know, we both like to talk about Absolutely. is uh, video games, vintage video games. Uh, for you kids out there listening, that means going way back to probably before you were born. Nintendo, Super Nintendo, stuff like that. Um, yes, when there were things called cartridges that had eight <laughs> kilobytes of wonderful fun on them. <laughs> yeah, and you couldn't just get them any time you wanted because they weren't downloadable. You actually had to go to the store, um, buy them, hopefully have your parents buy them. In my case... Uh, think it's sold out, see it on the rack, and then have a guy take it and give it to somebody else. Or apparently if you went to a New Mexico desert, you can dig up a specific game where there were <laughs> thousands upon thousands of them buried. <laughs> if you want to play the worst game ever made. And one of them just sold like 15,000, I think. Yeah, it was actually unearthed complete in its box. Yeah, but all, true, yes. But also that... Um, it's a piece of history. It is, but also they tried playing it off like they discovered it when everyone knew that it was in the New Mexico desert. Well, I mean, the whole idea behind that, and for those of you who don't know what we're talking about, we're talking about the infamous E.T. Atari 2600 cartridge that the uh, the company at the time had made more cartridges than there were systems because they were that arrogant to believe that one game could sell more systems. And when the game came out and was absolute crap, uh, based off a very successful Steven Spielberg movie, um, they decided to bury them in the New Mexico desert. Now, uh, I forgot what you were asking. I th- well, no, we were just kind of, this is, you know, we just kind of trailed off. But um, the how they were discovered, everyone knows about this. It's it's common knowledge, if you know games, that they just, Atari just buried these. Because also at the same time that the video game crash hit. So right, that but, didn't help either. Yeah, but the other thing about it was that it was actually, it was a myth at the, uh, you know, for a while. For a bit, no, yeah. Yeah, for a while. No, for years. Mm-hmm. Nobody knew, nobody knew if it was true or not until these, um, you know, until these guys came around and did the documentary to see if it was real or not. And then, obviously, they, they found out that it was. And they dug up – they didn't dig up as many as everybody. Everybody thought they buried millions of them <laughs> there. They found a few thousand. Yeah, a lot. But still, the fact that they were 
you know, buried. It just really speaks to. Oh, totally. Yeah, that's what uh, you did in the eighties. If you didn't know what to do with it, you just buried it. Yeah, you just buried it. I get, yeah. you know, and, New Mexico desert end zone of Giant Stadium. Either way, you got rid of your problem by burying it. Yeah, but that's kind of what happens in Las Vegas a lot. But <laughs> um, you know, it's not exactly video games that are buried in those deserts. The one thing I hate about it though is that company. I forgot the name of the company, uh, but that it's it's a. Uh, documentary. I think it's specifically about the ET games, about the the, the bearing of the ET. But they, first of all, that's going to be for free on Xbox Live, right? When the it whole comes do- out. It, yeah, yeah, the whole documentary just focuses on that. But it just like I said before, it just drives me nuts how they're trying to make it like, oh, they they found this out of nowhere when everyone knew about it. You watch the angry video game well, no, they, movie; it's based on the whole thing. Well, no, they never. Oh, hello. They never. Um, they never said that it was. Um... <laughs> they never said that it, they found it out of nowhere. They basically—that's oh, how it came off to me. No, 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 no. The whole point of the the whole point of the documentary was the fact that um, they they knew the story and they wanted to prove if it was true or not. That's you. all. So, I mean, and the fact that I mean, obviously, going in, they had to have known it was true because if you're going to the desert to dig up something, um, considering the size of the desert and yeah. the fact that they knew exactly where to look, true. Makes you wonder, you know, how much did they know or not know? Yeah, and obviously, they knew that it was they there. New so. big time. But speak. But going back that far, and um, I mean, and I had ET. Actually, I have a copy of ET right now. The reason, sole reason why I bought it is just to have it. I don't even have an Atari. I think I have two copies. But, <laughs> I don't even. And there is a strategy to the game. Amazingly, there is something to do. Yeah, in the you game, can. You can. Which you, I never knew. You can beat the game in about yeah. five or six minutes Probably, yeah. if you know how to beat. it. <laughs> and nice uh, segue. You know, beating games. I've. I'm gonna be the first to admit, I is not. I don't beat games. Is a yeah, I know that. Ton of games. You own more games, I think, than most sure human do. beings, and you, you you're surprisingly bad at them. It's it's my need of want, but in any event, um, but I do remember my first game I've ever beaten. Let me ask you, what what was the first game you remember clearly beating, and do you remember like your reaction when it happened? Oh man, because I remember mine vividly. Well, you know, I go I go back to the Atari days, and to be honest with you, I don't remember. If any of those games were specifically beatable, because yeah, right. I feel like after like four or five levels, you just started repeating, so mm-hmm. it just kept going until you basically died. Mm-hmm. Um, so if I have to go back to first game, it would be NES, and it would be pretty much the obvious one. It's Super Mario Brothers. Okay. Um, you know, thirty-two levels of pure unadulterated <laughs> running around, jumping on Goombas, and <laughs> you know, beating beating Bowser eight times and finding the. Uh, you know, the genderless toad at the end of seven of those levels <laughs> until you finally found the princess. Uh, I, I think that was the first game I ever beat. And I remember being so happy about it. And once I had to beat the first time, it's like it was like a, just oh, yeah. a thrill to go back and do Painful. it over and over again. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, of course, finding the warp zones and mm-hmm. all that stuff was just, you know, extra added fun. Totally. Um, but, yeah, got to be Super Mario on NES. All right. I remember – and, again, I remember this like it was yesterday – it was for me. It was Contra. Ah, Contra! First yes. Contra. Finally got through it. I remember yeah, but getting... you cheated. No, I don't think I knew the comp. Uh, yeah, maybe I did. You had to, but... because there was no way you were doing it on three. No, lives. you're right. But it doesn't matter. It's still a beat. Thirty lives, three lives. Either way, it's a win. Uh huh. So, because I can still lose thirty times getting there. That's very true. But it's a, <clears throat> that that's a tainted victory. <laughs> well, in not any event, ste- not to step on your childhood. No, dream. clearly, yeah. yeah this is my it. my show, but um, but I remember when I finally beat the game, and trust me, I was nowhere near thirty lives by the time I got in through that game. I just remember getting to the final level, you know, the whole alien horde showing up on you, yep. and then you get to the end, and it's just a giant beating heart, and I and I 
remember it was, it was in my room. You know, my parents were just off doing something. And I finally get to that heart. I remember I, my heart was racing because I knew it was the end. Finally got through it. And I remember just, like, I, I ran out of the room screaming, like, I beat this game. I was running around. I was maybe seven, maybe, or eight. When did that game you didn't come have out? many friends. No, none you? whatsoever. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, so, you know, growing up an only child, I pretty much had to say myself. And then I just remember, and I remember being like so nervous. I was like almost shaking, like I was so happy. And then uh, we got uh, uh, square pizza that night, which for some reason was a specialty in our house. Not the regular pie, but square pie. So, so a square pie was your reward for beating. Well, game. I got to pick what we got for dinner. So, oh, well, yeah. I gotcha. But oh, wow, I just that, remember that is special <laughs> on so many non levels in my household. Yes, very much so. And I just remember just being so. Not panicky. It was like almost like 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 when you. Uh, I, I don't know how to explain it. I just remember for me, it was like just the biggest thing that happened up in my life up to that time, and for a short life for where nothing is supposed to happen, it was it was pretty memorable. And then I beat it a couple times thereafter, but that will always be kind of the first one. And I know a lot of people actually like I read I've read online you know with reviews of Contra. More often than not, that's usually the first game that people beat, probably because of the Konami code. But still, nevertheless, it was still beaten. I didn't beat Super Mario Brothers at that time, so... Have you beaten it? Super Mario Brothers? Yeah. Okay. But, I'm but... just checking, because I don't know what you have and haven't finished. I don't think you've finished much, so... No, no, I, I'll clearly admit that, because it's just, you know, just to play, really just have fun. But I can never get through Super Mario Brothers. I can never get through the uh, the, the final, uh, the final castle, castle because of the, the different, you know, ways you have to go. So oh, I remember yeah. I beat that finally when like tip books came out. Okay, so. yeah, that was just trial and error. Yeah. And, you know, anything back then could be solved with the good old Nintendo Power magazine. <laughs> yeah, or calling the number, or calling the hotline. Yeah. That's right. Where they have people, they used to have people sitting at little cubes, kind of like you know, you know, kind of like they do today when they call <laughs> you to offer you a new phone, you know, yeah. new phone deal or something like that. But, you know, these nice little people sitting at their cubes with a freaking binder full of Pretty tips much. and tricks on how to beat games. You know, kind of like what you saw in the movie The I Wizard. was just going to say, I'm assuming you're getting that from The Wizard. Yeah. No, <laughs> but, you know, that, that, that's pretty much how it used to work with those hotlines is that people would just sit there. I, you know, I mean, that's, I remember those. Oh, that's I never, how those worked. Never called it, but I do remember. I did call did it Did you once. really? It was a 900 yes. number, too. Yeah, and do you know what game I called it for? It was something we were t- actually talking about earlier today. I called it for um, Castlevania Two Simon's <laughs> Quest, because I got to a point where I did not know what to do, <laughs> which almost everybody did in Castlevania Two because they never gave you proper instructions. No, Castlevania Two, yeah, that that game was horrible as far as knowing what to do. And see, and I loved that game. It's just that you got to a point where you didn't know what to do. And I remember calling the Nintendo <laughs> Hotline to give me the clue of. Uh, for those of you who, pro- well, probably none of you or yeah. very few of you ever played that game. Uh, there's a there's a part in the game where you actually had to kneel by a wall for five seconds for a tornado to pick you up and carry you to the next with the red with the red ring with or the whatever red, it was with red the ring red or red stone. yeah right um, but the wall is just standing there and nobody ever tells you that you have to go there and kneel by it while holding this red orb so unless somebody told you because they've done it before or unless you um, had a like if it was in Nintendo Power or something like that because 
There was no internet then. Nope. So you couldn't go online to find the answer. You had to call the Nintendo hotline, which is <laughs> what I did to get that answer. Or sometimes the classifieds. I remember I discovered the Konami code in that classified section in Nintendo Power. That had all, like, it was like a two-page spread of tips, tricks, and, oh, yeah, and stuff. Oh, yeah, I remember That's that. where I discovered the Konami code, you know, before it was called the Konami code. Yep, and now so. it is uh, the infamous Konami That's code. That's it. Right? Now, Everybody knows And it don't game. work on any Konami game anymore. No, because so. then it's just a dead giveaway. Yeah, I mean, it's, what makes it fun? fun. <laughs> and depending on what system you use, it may not necessarily be BA. That's also very true. So, um, and it was—I always forget. Was it? It's definitely up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right. Was it BA BA start or just BA? Start? No, just BA start. That's right. I think some games were BA BA. No, right? I think I think you were able to get away with the double yeah. BA, but you didn't need to do it. It was just BA once, and you gotcha. were fine. Gotcha. So BA BS, all the same. Yeah, pretty much. And then. Um, in a non-segue uh, here, you know, we were, me and my buddy here, you know, we were just talking earlier and, and these games. The Lego franchise, uh, Warner Brothers and Take-Two? Take-Two games. Yep. Um, <laughs> I don't know what's going on over there. Um, put out all these Lego games. Started with Lego Star Wars and then, um, you know, it has everything. Lego, Pirates of the Caribbean, Indiana Jones, Marvel superheroes. Harry R- Potter. Harry Potter. Recently, which I recommend to everyone... Uh, Lego Batman 3 Beyond Gotham. The game is fantastic. Um, it is, I would say, it could be considered a kid's game because you never die in it. But what do you, what is your take on the just the Lego games overall? Well, I mean, I got to say, like, you know, as, as, as I've been getting older and uh, – I'm not that old. But, <laughs> you know, as I've been getting older and my responsibilities have increased because, you know, you got you to gotta have a job and earn a living mm-hmm. and take care of all this, you know, all these mm-hmm. meaningless mm-hmm. things that take up a lot of your time. Uh, it's hard to play a lot of the hardcore games I used to play or the ones that would take me 60, 70, you know, the 60, 70 hour games mm-hmm. to complete. So I started hitting up the Lego games because – the cool thing about the Lego games is that they're very they're very casual, they're very fun. They feel like a throwback because of the look. It's kind of like it's the it's the bright colors, yeah. it's the simplistic design of the characters, um, the goofiness. Yeah, the goofiness of it and just the whole idea of, you know, you can sit down and play it for 15 or 20 or 30 minutes yeah, and then, you know, leave it and go back later and just pick up where you left off and it's fine. You know, unlike, you know, you know, if you're playing a game like a Skyrim or if you're playing, a, you know, like a Zelda or something mm-hmm. like that, it's, you know, if you, if you leave it for more than, you know, a couple of weeks and then you go back, it's like you got to you gotta try and remember. It's like, where, what did I do? Where did I leave off? Oh, crap. What, what was the current thing, mission I'm yeah. doing or whatever? You know, with the Lego games, they don't they don't seem to, you know, have that issue. You can just kind of pick it up and play. And that's what's cool about it. And the fact that they've been getting... More and more, like, like, deeper and deeper in terms of, like, how many characters you can play and everything like that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, now they added, um, now they actually added voice to it. Although, yeah, that, you know, they, I think they started out with Batman 2. And, uh, was it Batman 2 or Lord of the Rings? I think Lord of the Rings was maybe. the first one. But that one was weird because they actually took the, they took the audio from the movie. Oh, did they? They didn't create original audio. So they actually just took the f- actual mm-hmm. film Chico's. audio. Um, but I feel like the I feel like the silent ones were more fun. Yes. yes. When they first started the the especially the two um, Star Wars, which is the original trilogy and the and the and the new trilogy. You're right. It wasn't no voice. Again, it was goofy. They 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 played on themselves. They kind of made fun of themselves, which is a whole part of the Lego games. And it worked. And yeah, you're right with the voice. I don't know. It just kind of it brings it to a more. 
I don't know. It just it took something away from it. Not a lot. Just took a little bit away from it. No, I agree all. because I feel like um, I feel like with the silent ones, especially like uh, my personal favorites at the moment were the the Harry Potter ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lego Batman 2 also. But the Harry Potter ones, what was so cool about that was, you know, I'm a Potter fan. I read the books and I've seen the movies. But the fact that you could not use audio, or at least, you know, they weren't, uh, I should say, the characters weren't talking. uh, They, you know, the developers had to come up with creative ways to show things, you Mm -hmm. know, to explain what was going on. And I feel like that was, like, part of the whole magic of the Lego Mm -hmm. franchise games. Um, just watching how they got the story across without the characters talking was insanely fun. I loved watching that play out. Um, when I got to play Lego Lord of the Rings, I felt that's when I started to feel like something, it wasn't that something was missing. It just felt that it was a little bit lacking because they were relying now on the actual dialogue Mm -hmm. to tell the story. Mm -hmm. And I felt like, yeah, that did take away from it a little bit. Yeah. True, true. Uh, but luckily they've they made fun, up with though. it. Yeah, made up They're with everything else. Now it's over 100 characters. I'm looking here at Lego Marvel superheroes. Over 100 characters is definitely over 100 characters. In Batman 3, including... Batman 2, I think, had over 100 characters or close to Yeah, it, it was well. a ton of them. Yeah. And we're talking like anywhere from henchmen all the way up to like supervillains and stuff. Batman 3's even got Conan O'Brien, Kevin Smith, so they have real people in it as well. Oh, that's fun. Um yeah, to round it out, I think Stan Lee's in it. Adam West is actually in. You have to find in Batman Three. Adam West is trapped somewhere, like on every level, and you have to try and find him. Granted, <laughs> that's awesome. sometimes you have to go back once you unlock someone. But yeah, yeah but still, that that's just yeah, a lot of fun. It's pretty funny. Well, and you know, with especially with like the Marvel and DC franchises, you have so many. You know, I mean, oh, yeah. if you you know, just look at the DC and the Marvel universe. There's mm-hmm. like such a deep well of characters to pull from that um, you know. A hundred characters isn't even, you know, is it maybe not, not a even lot. a quarter. Yeah, not no, even a quarter of their universes. So it's like, you know, just imagine what the next version of the game could be and how many <laughs> yeah. characters can be in it. It's absolutely insane. It will be unending, pretty much, more or less. But um, which, I definitely which this conversation sounds like it's getting. Yeah, pretty much we're getting there. So um, I mean, I would say yeah, definitely as far as the Lego games, Batman Three, which is brand new, but I still think it's. One of the top three. I still like the original trilogy for Star Wars. And I actually like the first Indiana Jones Lego. I didn't play Potter. I didn't play Pirates of the Caribbean. But those would be like my top three. Potter's definitely worth playing. I highly recommend it. Even if you're not a big fan of the books, um, just the overall theme of it was fun. Mm -hmm. Um, Top, I mean, the top ones for me were definitely Potter, uh, Batman, and trying to think of what the third one is. I don't know if I have a top three. I guess. It, I guess <laughs> at two. this point, I guess at this point, it would be the Lord of the Rings one. Mm-hmm. I wasn't a big fan. Uh, Indiana Jones. Oh, was Lord okay. of the Rings. I forgot about. Yeah, that. Indiana Jones was okay. Uh, I played through it. It was fine. I. Uh, it was one of the earlier ones, so yeah. it was like they were still trying things out. Mm-hmm. So, um, once you play, I think one of the later Lego games, it's kind of going back to that one's a little. You know, it's a tough, little. Yeah. yeah, it's a little tough. Uh, Pirates one I didn't care for at all, but I wasn't a big fan of the movies. So to play, mm-hmm. even play through the Lego version of it wasn't enjoyable for mm-hmm. me. So, you know, definitely the Harry Potter franchise, the Batman franchise, and, uh, you know, I know I'm behind the eight ball here with Lego Marvel since it came out a year ago, <laughs> but I'm actually looking forward to sitting down and playing that. But I'm behind on all my video yeah, gaming exactly. now. You can always pick up at any time, so. Yeah. That's and a- when you pick them up a year later, it's always great because they're 20 bucks. That is true. Very, very cheap. Yeah. So, um, well, you know, pretty much, again, we always keep these short and sweet, really short. 
And um, but that's again, we just kind of want to give you take on that. Anthony does a lot with he he, he loves the vintage video games. He still had the Nintendo. I'm staring. I'm, at, I'm right staring here, at yeah. my original NES so. right now and all my games because yep. I took them out for my sister to play because <laughs> she is a big fan. Of there you go. Well. Mine were destroyed in a hurricane. So there you go. Uh, Thank God for the Wii U Virtual Console. Wait, wait, wait. So the that oh the Wii U Virtual Console. I was gonna say, did you lose your um? What what was that 3D one? Virtual Boy. Virtual Boy. Is that I did. I don't care what anybody says. The Virtual Boy. I still enjoyed. You are the only person on the planet I think that bought one of five people probably. Only twenty nine games in total came out for the system, Mm -hmm. and I still think it had potential for nineteen ninety six. Yeah, no, that that went the way of the Sega CD, my friend. Oh, Sega CD, come on. That's for next time. We'll talk about that. But that's that's good. Horrible game systems for a short amount of time. You know the guy who invented the Virtual Boy is the guy who created the Game Boy? And they fired him so fast when the Virtual Boy flopped. Well, because they spent, <laughs> because they spent so much money designing a, game, uh, a gaming system that took years, <laughs> and then it came out and nobody bought it. I would, I, because I would, it, it would only make sense that he because got Because it wasn't for a portable system. It wasn't portable. You had to sit there and stick you your did. you had to sit there and stick your face into the gaming One system. One of two things. It was it looked like a VR helmet, an old school VR helmet. Either you had it on the stand with with the legs and you had to crouch into it, or if you were able to do it, you have to lay down and balance it on your head. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely ridiculous. There's no way. I understand that we were trying to, you know, they were trying to go to that virtual reality phase, but let's face it, in the mid 90s, we weren't there yet. Yeah, no, not yet. Absolutely not. Random, so. You know, I mean, I'm sorry. Life isn't Tron. Though the Wario Land game on that was phenomenal and they should remake it on the 3DS. That's just my two cents. That, yeah, well, that's so. your two cents. Nobody else played it. And with that being said, for now I wish I had it. Now I gotta go find it. Anyway, uh, well, Anthony, thank you very much. Here we had, um, you know, some good stuff. You know, no talking problem. about you know video games and stuff like. That. And we're gonna try and do this a little more often um, as soon as I can figure out how these programs work and how to get this stupid show on iTunes. Yeah, normally you get more fans when you do these things regularly. Yeah, and on iTunes. Yes. So I mean, I love Spreaker and all. But uh, with that being said, folks. Um, God knows when I'll talk to you again. So, um, everyone have a happy Thanksgiving. Happy Turkey Day. Yep, and I will all talk to you soon. Since we were talking about Batman, let's try to see if we get this to work. Uh, well, you I can should've... get anything to work with a good old cell yeah, phone. Yeah, but I also should have loaded this. So Yeah, you probably should have. Yeah. See, this is why you need to be a little bit more prepared yeah, I'm, I'm very before you do these things. This is just... Take care, everybody. Furniture is here to help you get set for the season with up to a thousand dollars off so you can set the stage with style and set the bar more beautifully. So why not settle in together on a new sofa? Because being at home doesn't mean having to settle for less. Even though the holidays feel a little different this year, Haverty's Furniture can help you create the perfect holiday setting with up to a thousand dollars off plus zero percent interest. Today's specials, new Chase Freedom Flex with 3% on dining, including takeout. Now every meal comes with a side of cash back. Learn more at ChaseFreedom.com. Cars are issued by JPMorgan Chase Bank N.A., member FDIC. Restrictions and limitations apply. Offer subject to change.